Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. It is Sunday, February 11th, and you are currently listening to the Roman the World um, World the World podcast. That I'm your humble host today. And believe it or not. I recorded this intro like three times. <laughs> how stupid is that, right? How dumb and how stupid is that? At the, honestly, at the end of the day, how dumb is that? One second. Okay. Did I did I disconnect something? Are we all here? Yeah, we are here. So it is Sunday, and it is February 11th, and I hope you guys are having yourself such a wonderful, great day, and I hope you guys are ready for the week ahead. What have you guys done this week to this month to be better? What have you guys done this second week of February? We're not even halfway through the month. What, three more days, four more days, and we are halfway through the month? Technically, it's two more days because February has 28 days. As for me, it is another week. It's another day. I just left the gym. And you know what I've always found about this podcast? It is easier for me to record a podcast and record my thoughts and record my mind and the things that I'm going through after a really good gym session. After when I've gone out here, sweated a little bit, struggled a little bit, pushed myself that little bit further, ran a little bit further from you guys to realize how much we are all alike and how much we are not different from each other. A lot of us like to have this notion in our head that what we are going through and how we feel and the person we are is completely individualized. Don't get me wrong. You are you. And there's nobody else in this world who is like you. There's people with certain similarities. There's certain people out there who like the same thing as you who love doing the same things that you like doing, who draw just like you, who think just like you, who sing probably just as good as you, maybe not as good as you, who like to go to the store like you and just walk around and get stuff and put it in your cart and at the end of it all, go put it all back. There's people out there in the world who like doing things like that. I like doing stuff like that. One of my favorite things to do as a coping mechanism to deal with like my anxiety and to deal with times where I feel like I have lost control with myself or what I feel like the world's in chaos. One of my favorite things to do is I like to drive around. Oh my goodness, my phone just dropped. I like to drive around and I like to just get out, explore this neighborhood, explore the cities, drive down the street, drive down ways that I've never been down. And then one of my favorite, favorite things to do is I like to go to the grocery store. I like to go to an electronic store. My favorite store is Best Buy. And I go walk around Best Buy and I'll put a bunch of stuff in my cart, go look at things, get all the things that I want, and then I'll go and I'll put it all back. Sometimes I spend like an hour there. I spend 30 minutes there, 45 minutes there, just putting stuff away, getting things, putting back in my cart, taking it out of my cart, putting it away. I used to buy it all, but then I realized I has a restocking policy where, one second. Just 
Whoa, sorry about that. My phone, it, I don't know, I have this damn phone case and it's never fallen. It's never dropped my phone before. And now all of a sudden when I do turns, when I do all this stupid stuff, it just wants to drop. But yeah, so finding coping mechanisms to deal with the things that we're going through and to deal with what we're going through and just to kind of put ourselves in this notion of, you know, we're getting our life back in control. And that's what it is at the end of the day sometimes is we want to grab whatever control we have in this world when it's going insane and it's going crazy, where we feel like life is just out of control and we don't know what to do with it and we just want to get a little bit of control. So some of us like to move furniture around. Some of us like to go into our house and rearrange our living room all the time, rearrange our room all the time, rearrange the restroom, rearrange some part of your home to feel like you have some control. For me this morning, um, and it feels like it's almost every morning now, sleep for me has been such uh, a chore. Just to f actually get some rest, just to actually lay down and sleep. I sleep in my bed three nights a week. And those three nights are the most grueling three nights ever. Just tossing and turning, laying in bed, and actually trying to get to some sleep. With the, with, the, with the separation or kind of, you know, me trying to spend time with my boys and then actually get some rest. Last night we were chilling and I said, you know what, let's go get a midnight snack. We ended up driving out to Del Taco, getting my kids some stupid snacks, a shake and all this stupid stuff because I just couldn't sleep. I just couldn't go out. I just couldn't put myself to to the idea of just getting some rest. I wake up this morning at 5 a.m. and I was just laying in bed and thinking to myself, okay, um, I'm just waiting for the gym to open. Six o'clock comes, I go straight to the gym because I just wanted to just get some whatever anxiety I have out of my body. And it just feels like these days has gotten more and more anxiety ridden. Maybe it's because of Valentine's Day coming up. And this is like my first Valentine's Day away from my kid's mother. First Valentine's Day alone in how many years? That's pretty crazy. It's my first Valentine's Day alone in like 10 years. Maybe less. <laughs> Maybe less. I don't know. I don't even know anymore. But it's... I understand it's just another holiday. And it's just a day out there to just always express like, Oh yeah, you should always love your loved one. You should always love your girlfriend. Always love your boyfriend. All this kind of stupid stuff. This month... In the beginning of the month, the gym was crazy packed. Everybody's getting ready for their Valentine's Day, their dates, all their little things, all their like, oh, I'm in love and all this stupid stuff. I had to sit there yesterday and make a bunch of Valentine's Day goodie bags for my sons. And I don't, I'm not that kind of person. I'm not the kind of parent to just sit there and be like, oh yeah, let's do these cute little things. Let's do stuff like that. And I always tell people, you know, I lack that nurturing parent thing. I lack, I am a lacking of a nurturing parent. And I won't sit here and lie and say I am a great parent. People always ask me, Roman, why are you the third place dad, third place dad, third place dad? And I say because I don't ever see myself as the number one best dad. People who always want to be the number one best dad always want to be above and beyond. Oh, I'm the greatest. I'm the number one dad, number one dad. And I always tell people, look at it as a pedestal. You got first, second, and third place. Everybody's wanting to be number one dad. 
Everybody will fight to be number one dad. Everybody loves the title of number one dad. Everybody wants to be that number one dad where they go above and beyond, do all the cool things, all the fun things, all the meaningful things. And I'm not going to I'm not saying I lack that, that I don't want to do that, that I don't have it in me to be a loving parent. But I don't have it in me to go and be the number one. Like, I don't need to be number one. I don't. I don't strive to be number one. I'm not going to fight a thousand people, a million people for the number one pedestal. And they said, why not be second place? I go, because second place is reserved for the stepdads and the other dads who want to not be number one dad, who will never be the number one dad, who will never take the place of the fucking biological parent. And who are content with being second place dad, second number two dad. So you got all that pedestal. And I've never seen myself as a second place dad. And then there's me, third place dad. Nobody ever talks about being in third place. Nobody ever talks about, oh, it's always first place first. You're either first or you're last. And I totally get it. But I'm a third place dad. I'm there. I take my kids out when when we have the time. I'm not the best dad. I'm fucking learning still. I'm learning one step at a time. I'm learning little by little. I've never been here before. This is my first time taking care of a a nine-year-old. My first time taking care of a... No, I can't say a seven-year-old. It's my second time taking care of a seven-year-old. I have a one-year-old son that I have no relationship with. There's a lot in my life where I am not the best that I lack in. I am not the best nurturer. I don't know how to do it, but I'm trying now. I don't know how to go out and be that parent and decorate. I don't. I don't know how to take care of my son when he falls and scrapes his knee. I don't know how to tell him, oh, baby boy, it's going to be okay. I love you. Ooh, hugs and kisses, whatever, whatever. I tell him, hey, it happens. This, this is one of the many falls that's going to happen to you. I am a tough dad. I try to be, damn it, this damn phone keeps falling. Seems like nobody wants me to record this podcast today. Seems like this podcast is getting harder and harder to record every month, every day, has every week that passes by. But like I'm saying, I am a, I don't want to say I'm a tough dad, but I'm a dad of, I just, I don't know how to do it sometimes. I don't have that patience sometimes. I have sons who like to go out and play in the mud and like to go jump out in ru- fucking puddles who go and fight with each other, who go and like to go and swing on sw- fucking branches, climb trees, go into abandoned water parks and go spray paint and go explore and go do things. People will call it, you know, being a shitty parent. But I say, you know, if I take my kids out somewhere to go and destroy stuff that's already destroyed and get that anger out of them, get that stuff out of them, you know, what's the harm in it? There's a lot I do with my boys where I just try to be uh, unconventional parent. You know, we go to a amusement park at least twice a month. You know, as a kid growing up, I never got to do that with my parents. My parents never took us some places like that. I try to go and do things that that sound fun to them. You know, every now and then I'll we'll ditch school just to go out and spend time with them. There's times where I take my kids out of school early because I miss them. I'm not the best dad. I tell them I don't believe in homework. I believe that once you get home from school, yeah, there is some learning to still do. But I don't want to spend all your days doing homework and doing schoolwork when you can't focus on what you want to focus on in your life. When you can't focus on, oh, you want to be a drummer? Well, how are you going to be a drummer when you spend all days working on homework? When you spend your nights 
doing homework when you spend all your days doing unnecessary things oh you're in baseball practice you have this but when is it time for yourself when is it time for a child to do the things that they want to do a lot of the times we as a parent we have this notion that the second a, a child says no to us it's disrespect but you got to realize as a child they were given they weren't even given the name that they were chosen they weren't given the religion that they were grow up in and anything that they want to do has always been disrespect to us because we would never give them their own personality and their own little space and their own little ideas because it goes against our ways of belief so I try to be as a parent to give them their own personality and the way they want to dress. As a, as a kid growing up, we weren't allowed to dress a certain way. We weren't allowed to wear the clothes that we wanted to wear. We weren't allowed to be like, hey, mom, I want to wear these kind of pants. No, we couldn't even grow our hair out because it was against my dad's, my, my dad's idea of what hair should be. I let my kids pretty much do whatever they want. I give them a lot of freedom, but there's still rules. And I tell them all the time, hey, I'm a very lenient parent. I let you guys do a lot. All I ask is, when you wake up in the morning, make your bed. Comb your hair. Brush your teeth. Wash your face. Get everything that needs to be done out of the way before you go and have to go and do what you want to do. We have chores. We have responsibilities. We have things that need to get done in our life before we can go out and do what we want to do. And that's just the way it is sometimes. So, I don't know where all that tangent came from, but I am a third place dad. I'm trying. I'm learning little by little. And maybe eventually I'll go out and be a number one dad. Maybe when my kids feel like, hey dad, you were a good dad. Or hey, you did this, you did that. You deserve to be the number one dad. Maybe when they decide to give me that title, I'll be, I'll take it. But until then, I give myself the title of a third place dad. And next on the agenda is being a single father. I'm dealing with this being a single father of I meet people and they're like, oh, man, you have kids. Oh, you're a single parent. And I've always found that it was easier for me to tell them, hey, I don't have a relationship with my sons. I don't have a relationship with my kids. And they like that more. Oh, you have kids, but you don't take care of them and you have time to give me. Too many people on these dating apps, in the dating scene, in the dating realm, in the dating world, they want validation. They want this idea of give me all your attention because I deserve it. I want all your attention. And I feel like that's so unhealthy. In this dating realm, we have too many people who are hurt, who don't want to get out of their safe zone, who want to stay and hide behind a screen, hide behind whatever comfortable position that they're in, these comfortable walls, this comfortable little fort that they're in, and then they want to go and they want to pick and choose. Yeah, obviously you're able to pick and choose because you are your life. You get to choose who you want to be with and what you want to do with your life. But it's, there's this idea that they want to go and waste people's time. They come and they see me, and, the, and it's always the same thing. Oh, you have kids? You spend time with your boys on the weekends? What about me? Oh, I don't have kids. Or, oh, I do have kids. But I'm trying to get away. And I always express to them, hey, you know what? I know I have sons, but you will never meet them until I know it's serious. I am proud to say as a parent, my kids have only met one other person other than their mother in a relation that I've ever been in a relationship with.
because I don't feel that it's right for me to jump from relationship to relationship to relationship to relationship and give my put my kids in this situation of oh here I'm meeting a new person here's your new stepdad oh here's this new guy that I'm messing around with here's this new woman that I'm messing around with here's this new person that's in my life I feel like that's a shitty thing to do a lot of us out there also the ones who do want to jump into relationships, they haven't healed themselves. They want to jump from relationship to relationship, carrying trauma from the past relationship into this new relationship, and act like they've, they've grown. But they don't. They carry the old relationship into the new relationship. I've been dealing with the struggle of trying to meet new people who are carrying old baggage and old traumas. Everybody wants to stay in their safe space. Everybody wants to hide behind their little screens, hide in their forts, like I said, and unwilling to get uncomfortable. They'll go, we'll meet, I'll meet somebody, and it's, and it's not even just on the phone, and it's not even on these dating apps. It's in person. People seem like they're the great people. And then they, we go so far and waste the time and say, hey. I'm still not ready to go out and meet people. I'm still not ready for this. I'm still not ready for that. And I get it. You know, you're in your safe space. You're in your safe zone. But I feel like a lot of it is people who are just scared. Who are scared. And I tell people all the time. And not in the realm of dating, but it's in the realm of life altogether. In order to grow and in order to go out and be a better you and to get out and get that growth in your life, you need to get uncomfortable. For a long time, I would tell people, I don't trust people. I don't trust people. And then one day I said, you know what? How can I not trust this person if I don't try to trust them? It's always a leap of faith. Yes, in the past, you've been hurt. And you guys are hurt. But you cannot carry that old hurt into a new relationship. You can't keep carrying that hurt around with you. You don't think I've been hurt? I've been hurt fucking way too much. I've been hurt so much by some people who like I and it's like it's not even fair. And that's not even fair. Places where I've been hurt and then the other person has moved on and they're happy in their relationship and their life is quote unquote good and great. When you're left there to heal, when you're left there to deal with the with your trauma, to deal with all the pieces and you have to put yourself back together. Because you care too much. It happens to a lot of us. And especially during this time where it's Valentine's Day and everybody's in love. And everybody's on social media posting their loved ones. And oh my god, I'm so happy and I'm so this. When it's one day out of the year to express how much you love your loved one. I feel like that's so pathetic. And that's so sad. But, but, the good thing about this is the time that you spend alone with yourself... The time that you spend with yourself and your thoughts and working on yourself and building yourself up, you realize you don't need anybody else but you. And it doesn't mean that, oh, I don't need to be in a relationship. I don't even know. You need to learn to love yourself and appreciate yourself and respect yourself. Yeah, you could be in a relationship, but at the end of the day, you might be disrespecting yourself being in that relationship that was holding you down, beating you down, not allowing you to be blessed because you're distracted by this relationship that you shouldn't be in. Doing the things that you shouldn't do because you wanted to be comfortable in the situations that you are in. Yeah, it's an uncomfortable situation. 
especially now on social media you see all these dating coaches oh man you are happy without them there are plenty fishing to see there are this there are that it's all about getting back with somebody else or starting no it starts with you loving yourself appreciating yourself and i don't mean to cut this podcast short but i gotta get ready for church and i have things to do this sunday so i appreciate you guys listening to the roman the world podcast i love you so much and remember love you and do right by you and life will be good thank you and have yourself a good night a good morning and a good afternoon Hey, thank you for making it this far to the podcast. Remember, you can find us on Instagram, social media, Roman the World Podcast. You can also find my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, pretty much wherever podcasts are found. Share the podcast with people who may need it, who want to hear it, people who don't even want to hear it. I would really appreciate if you share the podcast. I may not have all the answers, nor do I claim to have all the answers, but we could learn together. Thank you so much. You have yourself a good day, a good morning, and a good night. Have a great one.